Colter Nuanas from ESPN Montana here at the M Store. Proud to present our Nuanas Now podcast each and every day, available on all of your various podcast hosting platforms. One of their awesome partners, a guy that really is uh, helping spread the word about the M Store, is Grizz All American Junior Bergen. What's up, man? Thanks for coming in. Yes, thank you for having me. First of all, you got a cool t shirt. What's it like being on a t shirt? You're a kid from Billings, Montana, so that, yeah. might, that must be kind of surreal knowing there's a t shirt of you at the M Store. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I went to a couple basketball games back home. And uh, I saw some kids running around with I their love shirt it. on. And it was really surreal. It was a cool moment, cool experience for sure. Uh, that's so cool. You guys do such a good job of embracing how much the community loves you. But when people are looking up to you like they do, I mean, they think, I mean, you're the man right now. for <laughs> <laughs> the University of Montana. What's yeah. that like being a Montana kid? Um, it's different for sure. Um, you know, growing up, you kind of look up to guys like who are in the NFL totally. and stuff like that. But, um, you know, it's just great to have a, a positive influence on these kids' lives. Um, you know, I just wanted to make sure... Uh, I set the example and lead by example and give them someone to look up to. Go check out the M Store. They're located there at the corner of Higgins and Broadway here in the city of Missoula. And you can also visit anytime online, MontanaMStore.com. They have all the latest and greatest, a whole bunch of original Grizz gear. And of course, they have Junior Bergen t-shirts. Junior Bergen, proud partner with the M Store, as well as us here at ESPN Montana. Thanks for swinging by, man. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. The M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time. If you're planning a meeting, conference, or special event in Missoula, consider the Wingate by Wyndham. Our event space is comfortable and flexible. Whether you need an intimate boardroom meeting or a conference war 100, Missoula's Wingate is the perfect fit. Our audio-visual equipment, upgraded internet, and flexible food and beverage policies allow you to put on an impressive show without breaking the bank. Call us at Missoula's Wingate, where we make you feel at home when you're not. Hey, boys and girls, hour number two of the big show. If you're just joining us, I did not misspeak. It is hour number two, even though it is four o'clock. Tucel Nuan has moved up an hour to fit in the aforementioned Zula Osprey baseball game. If you're watching on SWX, fear not. We're coming to you in the right time slot. We are broadcasting live from the Kurtz Polaris Studios. Kurtz Polaris at 2904 West Broadway in Missoula, Highway 83 in Sealy. Online at KurtzPolaris.com. If you'd like to find the show, you can do it at your leisure on the podcast. Podcast out there for everybody all the time. It is available thanks to the Wingate by Wyndham Hotel on any of your favorite podcasting platforms you can go listen to it and uh, get it whenever you would like it online 1029espn.com you can listen live via the stream no matter where you are in market out of market hiding from your boss hiding from everybody else Streams available thanks to Opportunity Bank your local bank your opportunity and if you want to call 329-1899 the phone number 329-1899, that phone number. All guests join us via the Rangage Brothers RV phone line. Tommy? No, I'm not going to do it. No, I'm not going to do it right well, now. Well, you've already opened the can, no, so let's Here's go. what we're going to do. Now, I'm not. Now, first of all, one of the better outs this show's ever had in the last hour, which I'm very happy about. Always looking for that golden moment to push the button. I think I hit it pretty well. But uh, also, now, are you going to Mumford and Sons on Sunday? Uh, no, I am not. Okay, let's hold that. Just bookmark that. Okay. Okay. Stew and ruminate as you will. I'm gonna talk a little bit of NFL football with the people for a moment. Did you watch any preseason football last night, Tommy? No, I definitely did not get around to that. How how many preseason football games have you ever watched? Is it is it more or less than one? I wouldn't know if I have watched like I've watched a couple of like football like things, but I don't think I can answer that question. Okay. <laughs> However, okay, that's fine. Uh, last <laughs> night was the uh, basically the opener, taking out of course the Hall of Fame game uh, last week the opener of the preseason around the NFL. And I thought there was a number of things worth noting. 
I think the thing that just about everybody tends to sort of look at and pay the most amount of attention to is uh, the quarterbacks and those making their sort of debuts in the league. Uh, Kyler Murray, the number one pick uh, in the uh, in the draft, played one series for the Arizona Cardinals last night. He went six of seven, and actually the the, the one incompletion was the receiver stepped out of bounds, came back inbounds. The pass was complete, uh, but it was an ineligible receiver because the wide receiver lost track of where he was on the field, and that uh, gets chalked up as an incomplete pass. But in fact, Kyler Murray was perfect in the air on the night. Now, if you watched the game, which I did, uh, Kyler Murray uh, did throw a lot of short passes. Uh, he had a couple of outs, so, some outs, but 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 nothing you know deep down the field, all that kind of thing. But, you know, it seemed to translate well. And the more that I am sort of watching Kyler Murray, uh, the I was talking to uh, Coulter earlier this week about even without seeing a team play, even without, you know, uh, 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 you know, any new sort of on the field information, you start to sort of grow your belief about a team in one direction or another, at least I do in the off season where on one hand, you know, here's a team you thought, okay, they might be okay. And you start to kind of feel more and more tepid, more and more, you know, in, in incredulous for lack of a better word of, of what they're going to be able to do over the course of the season. And you think, you know what, this team really actually probably isn't going to be uh, that good. The Detroit lions spring to mind. <laughs> Sorry. The, the six Detroit fans out there just got to be just just beside themselves. Anyhow, um, but we were talking about this in the context of the University of Montana and how, you know, I thought Montana would be pretty good coming into this season. And the more that I kind of look at what they were last year, who they have coming back, and the development of, of the team that they have, the more I think they actually might be better than pretty good. Um they have just a bear of a schedule. I mean, they have they have the the hardest schedule in the Big Sky Conference uh, this year, and so that is you know obviously a consideration with the imbalance. But I I I I continue to like what this Montana football team has going for it. Uh, and in any case, in the case of an individual like Kyler Murray. The more I think about what he is, he, he it's unbelievable how much he's kind of flown under the radar, isn't it? Like, he's the number one overall pick going to a Cardinal team that has been recently very good. And granted, they have a, a head coach in Cliff Kingsbury that, like, a lot of people kind of raise their eyebrows at and go, how did, you know, first of all, <coughs> excuse me, what has this guy ever done to warrant being an NFL quarterback? And second of all, why should we think he's going to be good? And I think there is credence to that quandary. Um, but after Kyler Murray got drafted, like I think a lot more people started talking about Daniel Jones and the situation in New York. And is he like, what What were the Giants thinking? And is Dave Gettleman losing his mind and on and on and on. Uh, and we'll get to that in a moment because Daniel Jones, very small, very small sample size, looked pretty good last night. But... Kyler Murray seemed kind of like, I don't know, he just seems like, okay, he's over there. You know, he's drafted, but, you know, we don't know what we're going to have in him. And anyways, Arizona's no good, so what does it matter? Well, I don't think Arizona is a playoff team. But I think that Arizona, their best version of what they could be if Cliff Kingsbury can turn out to be an offensive guru if Kyler Murray can be all the best things that people think he can be um, and if that defense can get shorn up uh, you know did you know that 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 Suggs Hacksaw Suggs is in Arizona now did you know that real Suggs playing linebacker in Arizona with Chandler Jones Pat Patrick Peterson I know is on a on a you know, contract dispute and all that. But if he's there, I mean, you got three. Now, I, I know Suggs is, he, he's been around a little bit. 
He's a veteran guy. He's not the Terrell Suggs of 2012. I understand all of that. He's still a bad man. And a veteran who's a teacher. I mean, talk about, I mean, he, he has some players now in Arizona on defense if Patrick Peterson gets worked out. And I don't know. Just think there's, you still got David Johnson. People forgetting about David Johnson? I don't know. Anyways, watching Kyrie, uh, 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 I almost said, <laughs> I almost said Kyrie Irving. You know, you got to leave me alone a little bit. You know what I mean? You got to, it's a long day. You're in here by yourself. I don't know who I'm doing, you know what I'm doing. If you look at Kyler Murray, though, and what he could be and who he, you know, what he shows as a runner and as a thrower of the football, I mean, that's the key to this whole thing. He's got an absolute whip. People think, I think people underestimate his arm because of his size. But, just because he's not the big, you know, 6-5 thrower of the football, he zips it, man, and and with great accuracy. It's unbelievable. And throws on the move, and I've said this before, but, you know, okay, he's 5'10". You think that he's – and it's any harder to see over the Oklahoma offensive line than it is to see over the Arizona Cardinal offensive line? I mean, the Oklahoma Sooner offensive line might be bigger, might be taller than the Arizona Cardinal offensive line, for crying out loud. So, like, all of a sudden, okay, just because he's this height, now he can't do it in the NFL? Look, is it a consideration? Sure. But I just find that whole line crazy. He's only ever been smaller than the guys that have been blocking for him. He's only ever had to move around so that he could find a passing lane. There's no different. He knows how to do that. He's great at doing that. I think he's going to be good. I think he's going to be good. I think he was he was quite good last night. Dwayne Haskins made his debut for the uh, Washington Redskins as well, and he went eight of fourteen. Looked good in some moments, but did throw two interceptions uh, last night. The Browns cleaning up Baker Mayfield. One drive, one touchdown. The Browns, uh, you know. They're only sitting there adding fuel to the fire about what people think that they are going to be, the possibility of, uh, of the type of team that they might end up being. The New York versus the New York game last night, Jets versus Giants, the traditional first game of the preseason at MetLife Stadium. And Sam Darnold looked pretty good in his one series, 4-5, 68 yards, had a touchdown. He was, he was solid, very solid. Trevor Simeon's the guy who actually played the most for the Jets, which is interesting. I didn't know that he was even there, along with Luke Falk, former uh, Wazoo uh, quarterback Luke Falk. Uh, But Daniel Jones stole the show to an extent. Five of five and a touchdown for the New York Giants before an hour-long weather delay came through and halted play right right at the end of the first quarter for the New York Giants last night. And it would have been interesting to see Daniel Jones play, you know, more. He was already facing the Jets' second-team defense when he did what he did. But because Daniel Jones is, you know, a relative unknown, does not come in with nearly the fanfare, of course, of a Kyler Murray or even a Drew Locke, certainly Dwayne Haskins out of Ohio State, coming in from Duke, people just go, what are you doing? What are we doing with Daniel Jones? And, you know, jumped on the bandwagon. And then last night, you go, okay, well, I don't know. Maybe he's a good quarterback. Now, one preseason series, easy now. Okay, we're not going to sit here and do that whole thing. The thing I do feel bad about is this. People piled on Daniel Jones, said it's an awful pick, said the Giants are morons, this, that, and the other, and said all this stuff about this kid. And they don't have any idea. In fact, it's because they don't have any idea, because no one knows who he is, no matter, they haven't seen him play, no idea what skill set he really brings, and because he wasn't projected by the analyst to be, you know, a top 10 quarterback or whatever, that all of a sudden he's this terrible pick, terrible, you know, uh, football player and so on. 
And he personally, like, who can fault? You're the sixth overall pick. Good for you, man. You know, it's not your fault that a team thought that you were good enough to be taken at that slot. And now you got to go out there and and prove it. But all of a sudden, the court of public opinion, as it pertains to Giants fans, is stacked against him. Look, maybe he isn't good. Or maybe he isn't going to work out to prove that that sixth-round pick that he was taken with is justified. But it is... Uh, uh, not his fault that he was taken there and now all of a sudden having to deal with you know the 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 tidal wave the tsunami of criticism towards the giants as an organization and to you individually as a football player thereby is you know it's what it is particularly in new york city but it's also like what's he supposed to do you know what i mean i think he's handled himself pretty well and i think he did a little bit last night to stem the tide right a little bit at least is there and by the way i mean i got it at week four okay i got it at week four before he goes out and eli manning takes a permanent seat on the pine i mean eli manning who i like i like eli manning more than probably anybody (laughs) that's too that's too strong there are people who like Eli more than I do I've been I've been advocating though for Eli Manning and what he is as a quarterback even in the face of a lot of criticism over especially over the past couple of years but his his time has come to a close and for as durable as he's been and the Super Bowls and everything else he is not the best quarterback on his own team anymore, I think. And in any case, are the Giants going to be any good this year? Mm, probably not. Probably not. So it's probably time to see what you got in the next guy that you tabbed to replace Eli Manning, and I don't think it's going to take that long because I think that Eli Manning is going to go out there and be what he is, a very old, immobile, not strong-armed quarterback who – Knows the game better than he can perform the game, if that makes sense. I mean, even for Peyton, is always his mind, his brain, his smarts, his acumen about the game that made him great. The same has been true for Eli Manning. The Manning family does not come in with every physical blessing that God ever doled out, you know? (laughs) But they are brilliant, brilliant football players. Eli Manning is a brilliant quarterback. Don't kid yourself. Brilliant and tough and completely likable, you know? And yet he's just not capable anymore of of playing football at an NFL level for a team that is consistently winning games. Can't do it. Can't do it. And I think that Daniel Jones is going to be there and uh, and be taking care of that for uh, the New York Giants. Again, I got it at week four. That's when I think over under is where I'll set that one out. Coulter, you and I both know being healthy is a very, very important part of life. Am I right about that? Indeed, guess it is. Well, one of the things that makes me healthy, I think you as well, fiber. Gotta have it. You sure do, man. You need to eat your fruits and your veggies, your bananas. You gotta get all that stuff in. Maybe even some bran. Plums. All of it. Fiber is very important. Well, guess what? turns out it's important to communication as well. You might be surprised to learn that Blackfoot and its partners have invested millions of dollars, truly, in building a fiber optic network throughout Montana, through Bozeman and around Gallatin County. More than 30 miles of fiber optic cable have been laid by Blackfoot. That's amazing. Impressive, innovative, and a perfect place with the way Bozeman's been growing. Click on the link below, goblackfoot.com slash ESPN. They're not trying to sell you anything. They don't want you to do anything. They just want you to know what they're up to and how they're improving communication across the state of Montana. So go to goblackfoot.com backslash ESPN now. The other guy who I think people were interested in the game last night that I think people, especially around here, were interested, Broncos Seahawks, right? You get your uh, old AFC West rivalry going between the Seahawks and the Denver Broncos. Drew Locke played a lot in this football game. <clears throat> Joe Flacco, uh, one series, three for four. Not much to say. Drew Locke, 17 to 28. They throw him 28 times, 180 yards. So a lot of short completions. Average just over six yards uh, per completion. One touchdown, one interception. Did take three sacks in the game. Uh, and I think looked, you know, okay. Looked okay. You know, they're not... not uh, not great, not terrible, 
And it's like, all right, you got your you got your debut in the books, and you go ahead and you you move on from there. The story of this game was Paxton Lynch, though. Paxton Lynch, eleven for fifteen. Ran for a touchdown, ran over a couple of Denver Broncos, almost like he had a little revenge on his mind from being uh, pretty summarily dismissed and disliked in Denver as a as a bust. Threw for a touchdown and ran for a touchdown, and the Seahawks win this football game 22-14. And I don't know if I believe in message sending in the preseason, but I do believe in vitriol from one individual to a former organization, and that's what you saw out of Paxton Lynch versus the Denver Broncos last night. By the way, to an extent, I don't know if vitriol is what it was, but you certainly saw Big Brother giving Little Brother a noogie in the New England-Detroit game last night in the form of Matt, uh, Pat Patricia and uh, Bill Belichick last night. And Bill Belichick reminding Patricia who the Hall of Famer really is. All right, let's go to the phones. I know what this is about. Our old buddy, Regime Seabrook, you got to talk a little bit of New York football giants with me. Regime, how you doing, my man? You know, I, I, I love you. It's always good to talk to you. Can't wait the next time I see your, your your fuzzy face. Life is good, brother. How are you? Everything everything is great. I put I put Daniel Jones at game four before he's starting for your Giants. What do you think? You am I out of my mind on this? Uh, you you are you're usually well within the confines of your own mind, but today you're a little bit out of the no box. way. Put him out uh, there. Here's here's, <laughs> here's 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 the thing. He had a great one drive series last night. Against, against the second was, string, against the second string, yeah, yeah. I, you know, it, it 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 was a great small sample size serving of what his abilities can be. Here's the reason why um, I I don't think he's going to do well within this first year. The way the team is constructed currently is to help the noodle arm Eli hit those short and intermediate routes because he can't throw the long ball anymore. Whereas Daniel Jones, that's not his game. That's just not his game. And, and, and the personnel that's around him right now would actually stifle his abilities to some, to, some, uh, to some extent, whereas Eli will be more comfortable in that situation. Um, I kind of liken it to Grizz football. Bobby Hawk's a great coach, but he still has too many fifth guys. In two years, it'll be back to Bobby Ball. In two years, it will be the Daniel Jones era. Okay, but let me ask you this. When you say two years, you're talking about this year and next year before he's going to be out there? They're, they're gonna they're gonna string Eli out for a farewell. No, farewell no, no. Here's my thing: the reason I think Daniel Jones is playing is nothing to do with Daniel Jones. It has to do with Eli because I think Eli Agreed. is D U N done. And so with that, I, I think that like you know, okay, you took the guy six overall. You know what I mean? He's not. It's not like he's a fourth round pick where you go, okay, well maybe we'll play him, maybe we won't. Like this is the guy in virtue of where he was selected, that is tabbed to be the next, you know, the next at least attempt at a franchise quarterback for the New York Giants. And so I think you sit there and you go, hey, we're not winning games with Eli Manning. Let's see what we got. We got, especially when we know how important that rookie contract is in terms of being able to pay other guys, you know, on the football team while you still don't, aren't paying your quarterback, you know, $25 million a year or whatever the going rate will be come 2023. Yeah, he starts making a rod money. <laughs> in right, a year. exactly. So I don't know. I I, I have it, no it, idea it, what this experiment is going to work out like. But I think it. I think wasn't it, wasn't presumptive though. Wasn't it uh, presumptive to go? This was awful. Gettleman's moron. Whether well, he is or isn't, you know, awful pick, awful selection. Why? You know, the, the Giants are just in in, a, in in complete upheaval and falling apart at the seams. It's a little early for that, isn't it? It is a little early for that. I think that I think that uh, uh, part of Gettleman's uh, issue, issues is his, are the histrionics of his of his uh, employ. When you look at what he did in Carolina, he did a, he made a lot of head scratching moves that initially seemed very odd, very very out of sorts. But then a year or two down the line, it's like, whoa, that actually made sense. Uh, a la the the o, Odell Beckham trade. Uh, you know, have, drafting three cornerbacks in one draft, like all of a sudden you're like, why does he do that? But then you see these guys play uh, uh, sort of like Corey Ballantyne last night, six-round six draft pick out of Washburn, and it's like, wow, that guy doesn't look like a six-round draft pick. Right. He looks, you know, <laughs> closer to a second and third round kind of guy. And then you're starting to say maybe there is a little method to the madness 
uh, initially, as most New Yorkers do, like myself, we have visceral reactions to everything. <laughs> so uh, it's it just, it's, it, you know, we, we, we want that. We don't want a guy. We want a dude. As my man right. Trevor Stu says, right. we, want, we don't want a guy. We want a dude. And right now, Daniel Jones and some of those question marks, uh, uh, moves that Gettleman's made have been very, you know, it's, it's guy moves, not dude moves. But there could be the method to the madness, right? We'll see. Okay, last question for you because you are, you are a native New Yorker and a true blue New York Giants fan. Uh, where are we at with Pat Shermer? You know, I, I like Shermer. Yeah. Like, there's part of me that, that really likes him, and there's part of me that, that his, uh, his he, he has a little New York in him. He, he's kind of in that mold of what, like, Wellington, Mara, and, and, the, and the Tish family wants in a, in a, in a coach, and I kind of like that. I, I, I kind of like him. I like, I like my coach a lot more than I like my GM right now. Well, um, he, he's, got the, uh, he's got the built-in benefit of following Ben McAdoo, which a yeah. sack of actual potatoes could have been a step up from McAdoo into coaching spot in New York, right? Yeah, well, I mean, I, I just I don't want to diss a sack of potatoes like that. Cause <laughs> unlike McAdoo, pet potatoes are actually good, tasteful, and useful. You know? So <laughs> it's... Uh, <laughs> it is what it is, but yes, I I, I think Shermer has has a much better demeanor. Uh, unlike McAdoo, he's got the respect of the players, the city, and the locker room. And okay. and when, once you have that, uh, you can only go up. Yep, absolutely. Regime, appreciate the shout, my friend. Always good. Thanks for being Love in you, here. Brother. Okay, you too, my man. There you go, Regime Seabrook, also known as the person in the state of Montana who knows more about the New York Giants than anybody else. I'd be willing to take the Pepsi challenge on that. Are we still doing the Pepsi challenge? That's still the thing still out there. Uh, no, but I'm doing the ice bucket challenge. Oh, you are? Yeah, that's the thing, right? I mean, it is. I, I thought that kind of had made its way around, kind of was done. But, I mean, I'm, if people still want to do it, are you actually doing it, Tommy? Oh, sure. <laughs> I mean, what do you mean, man? Well, what I'm saying is you said you're doing it, but are you just saying that? Like, was that just a throwaway comment, or are you, in fact, setting up a camera and pouring a bucket of ice on yourself? Isn't that what you do every day between 4 and 6 on this very radio station? Yeah, that's it's an open question. It feels like that. Yeah, it does. It does feel like that. We'll take a quick break. Tommy's got a lot to talk to me about. Big concert in the city of Missoula on Sunday. I'm interested to know what he thinks of it next. You know, guests, the Wingate by Wyndham is the Missoula Hotel that truly offers something for everybody. No doubt. It's conveniently located near the airport, easy for when your friends come to visit you. And you know, of course, my favorite, water slides. That's right. they got an awesome water park with a sweet water slide that's perfect for families, groups, and birthday parties. With the Wingate, they also have a terrific business travel rate, large meeting spaces for you and your clients, and one of the best rewards programs you'll find anywhere. Talk to me about breakfast. They're not messing around with the Continental. They got the full breakfast spread, man. That's what I'm talking about. I need that. They got you covered there as well. Just down the road from the Missoula Airport, the location is quiet and convenient. The parking is ample and free, and the staff genuinely cares about taking care of their guests. The Wingate is at 5252 Airway Boulevard. You can also call. Very simple, easily memorizable number, 541-8000. That's 541-8000. The best hotel at the best spot for a hotel near the airport. Let the Wingate by Wyndham in Missoula make you feel at home, even when you're not. It's empty in the valley of your heart. The sun, it rises slowly as you walk away from all the fears and all the faults. 1029 Radio. To tell in, Tommy in, all of you in. It's good to be with you. Thanks for being here. We are broadcasting live from the Kurtz Polaris Studios. Kurtz Polaris at 2904 West Broadway in Missoula, Highway 83 in Sealy. Online at kurtzpolaris.com. Where are you at with Mumford and Sons, Tommy? You into it? You on the fence or you out? One of the great bands ever, as far as I can tell and okay. am concerned. Now, why? Uh, why? What's what? You know, what is what? 
What do you love about uh, Mumford and Sons? Well, I like the initial story. You know, it was a bunch of session guys sitting around, you know, you'd go in, play, you know, guitar on somebody else's record for eight hours in a studio, you know, make 50, 60 bucks, and then, you know, go drive Uber for the rest of the month to pay your rent. (laughs) And all these guys met each other and became great pals and formed their own group and put together... Uh, to me, was one of the really, really, really great albums at the time for me, the Sign No More record. But you are, uh, but you're not going to go. So now Mumford and Sons uh, playing uh, uh, along with, by the way, uh, being opened for by Portugal, the man, uh, in uh, Osprey Stadium on Sunday evening, uh, that show. And you're not going to it, despite well, your uh, yeah. enthusiasm for the for the for the outfit. <sighs> nope, not going, man. Is this is this like uh is the coin dozer still happening at the fair? Is well, that what's going don't on? Don't get me going on the coin dozer yet. But uh, look, I work for you. I don't make money. Oh, for I can't crap. afford these tickets. Stop. No, I mean the the, the honest to goodness truth is, I thought oh, I'll jump on and get some tickets whenever, and they sold out in two seconds immediately. And I thought, hmm, maybe I should have thought this through. So it's just my own fault. You know, Boy and Bear opened for Mumford and Sons for uh, a couple of shows. There's a band that I also like. Yeah. Now, how about you with Mumford and Sons, man? Oh, I'm into it. What about, uh, you know, I mean, do you have a particular record uh, that you're into or just like the band in general? Like, what's the deal for you? Well, I like uh, I, I like the band in general. Uh, I probably like most people uh, was uh, I, I own the uh, first record, that first record. It's so good. It's very good. I thought it was, uh, you know, I thought it was uh, timely in terms of its style uh, getting into. Really? Yeah. See. So- so you're saying it's not relevant now? No, 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 no. But what I'm saying is, is there, you know, there's a moment and these sort of, you know, the the cyclical nature of fashion where, you know, bell bottoms <laughs> weren't in style and then they were in style and they weren't and then they kind of were again and it can do, you know, you can do that whole thing. Well, there's some mo- like, you know, the, the, you know, folk rock for what it's worth has always had a spot in in the genre of music since you know since rock and roll became a thing and 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 that and you know there's all of the different strains of americana and bluegrass and so forth and so on but uh you know at times it has had more wide popular appeal than others and i think that they released an album that was was unique in its own right but also sort of happened at the right moment where there was a there was a large audience for it. Okay. Am I wrong? I don't see where you're coming from. Well, what, um, I mean, what do you mean? What they so they're doing the thing with the, you know, the 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 the, the you with know, the guitar the and the drummer and the, the singing and it sounds and good and, and that's one, music. And the what? That's how it's always been. It's always going to be. You're trying to analyze something with some no, with man. some perspective that's just total hogwash. It's let, hogwash. Let answer me this. Has there been some good, maybe even great music that was not well received by the masses? Yes. Everything in Frank Zappa's catalog. Okay, yes. So Frank Zappa for one and a whole bunch of others for two. Okay. So what I'm saying is, is that you can make great music and it can sort of just not quite strike the right chord where it catches fire and all of a sudden is trending like fear inoculum and has 5 million views in 72 hours on YouTube. Yeah. I mean, I guess. I don't know, man. You're you you're like guess. you're like attempted suddenly being philosophical after claiming you didn't no, understand, no, 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 no. you know, is, subtext. I don't know, dude. Analytical. You're pretty inconsistent today, man. You're this is this is a D minus show for 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 oh, from for you from me today. Uh in uh ten minutes from now, we will be joined by Chris Jarrett, the voice of the Osprey leading up to the first pitch. Uh well, I guess it's really the second pitch, isn't it? At least the second pitch. Uh, right. of uh, last night's Osprey baseball game, which was over after two innings due to rain, will begin again at the top of the third inning with Chris Jarrett. So he's going to join us uh, and talk to us about that in 10 minutes. But until then, I'm not satisfied with anything that has happened here in the last five minutes. Okay, so let me try to 
uh, fix that for you by I'm going to now take over the show. So here we go. Okay. Not only is it really amazing in terms of our music scene in Missoula, you know, it's, it's Missoula, Montana. This is the is. state where when you travel out of it, people go, do you ride horses? You get all of that stuff. And yes. it's like we've had one of the Beatles perform here, the Stones, yes. major national touring acts. Pearl like, Jam. You know, yes, Pearl Jam even, despite my personal distaste for their really bad music. Oh, but so we're not talking about that right now. out of your mind. Yeah, okay. Well, okay, that's, continue. That's one man's opinion, albeit it is. It is one and literally only one man's opinion. The yours. point is... We've got Mumford & Sons coming to Missoula to play in our hometown with Portugal the Man, right? These are huge bands. Yep. But did you hear about the really cool thing going on at the record shop? Uh, well, I saw that Chad Smith of the uh, Red Hot Chili Peppers was at a uh, local record shop last oh, week. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, so that went on, and then get this. Hmm. Mumford & Sons went ahead and said, hey, Ear Candy Music, that's... They're yes. right on the corner, man. They're like a little cool. Have you been into Ear Candy? Oh, sure. A local record shop? Yeah, of course. My favorite place to loiter. <laughs> you know what I mean? But yes. so the band said, look, like we want to do a little intimate performance for the Missoulians and support the, the record shop. So they're doing an in-store appearance and performance at Ear Candy. Wow. And so, but when, they're- When they're, is that happening? Or it's we, taking it? place the afternoon of the big show. Okay. So, but- Apparently, you've got to register to attend, and then they'll draw names. That way, 10,000 people don't try to squeeze into a store that fits I mean, yeah, six. there's fire codes being what they are and so on. Yeah. So, folks should go down to Ear Candy Music and register and try to attend this thing because how cool is that? Yeah, you know? that that is outstanding. You know, this is the stuff... You know, I, uh, I have uh, varying, you know, ideas about fame and so forth, uh, and... The the uh, the things that you could do to make people's day though is pretty it, like that's kind of outstanding, you know. And to take the time now, here's the thing: people are like, "Well, wouldn't it be fun to play in a little show? Like, wouldn't it wouldn't it be fun for Mumford and Sons to show up there and do that?" And perhaps you know, I'm sure that they'll enjoy themselves and so on. But when you play music for a living, you know what I mean, and you're about to play a big well. By our standards, big show. My understanding is it's like by far the smallest show, in fact, on the entire tour that this that these two bands will be playing. Yeah, not wild. Uh, but the point is, is like, well, you're getting ready to do that. You have the afternoon. Maybe you know you want to talk to your significant other. I don't know if you got kids. Maybe you want to just get a bite to eat, read a book, take a nap, do the thing. And instead, you know, you're going to get up, go meet a bunch of strangers, you know, that you're likely not going to cross paths with again. You know, because you support, you know, particularly that's that is a very nice thing. But it also isn't just so presumptive as to go, well, of course, because it's fun for them, too. And again, maybe it is. But it's also I don't know. I think there's a little bit more effort and sort of just decision making about wanting to do the right thing as you as you view it that goes into it. And I admire that. As do I. Okay. Yeah, I didn't know that was happening at the uh, at Ear Camp. Pretty cool, right? Yeah. Registration closes tonight at eight, so if you want to go try to get in on it, you've got to go before eight o'clock and you fill got, out the little and form. You got to go physically down there. It's not like an online deal. Yeah, you've got to show up, but that's mm -hmm. fine because it's really fun place to shop around, man. Or loiter. Or loiter. Very good. Mumford and Sons Sunday going to be a fun show. Tommy won't be there. I can't believe you can't pull on your trail strings, man. Dude, that's not how it works. There's such a misunderstanding and perception about this kind of stuff. Hey, you're on the radio. Can I have tickets to everything? I don't have tickets to anything myself. Ever. Tommy Evans is going to be at Ear Candy. Go hit him up. He's got all the tickets. He's lying to you. No, dude. You know what's? You know what? I'm going to be playing Coin Dozer because you know what they've got? What? Major prizes. Do and they? You know what I've got? Major a, coins? A crew of people playing right now collecting the coins. Oh, my goodness. You So you have advanced this thing to actually have minions that are going to the coin doors or machine while you are working? Teamwork makes stuff the dream work, Ryan, and coin dozer is the ultimate dream for me. What's the ultimate prize? Well, they've got some Xboxes down there. They've okay. got some flat screen televisions, and so perhaps I'm just going to wipe them out. We'll I hope see. you do. They have it coming.
I know. Quick break. Chris Jarrett, voice of the Osprey on the other side, leading up to whatever pitch it is, maybe the 83rd pitch of the game. We'll take you through it right after this. Hey, if you're tired of business rates being jacked up when you travel for the summer, fear not. When you choose to stay at the Wingate by Wyndham, that doesn't happen. While many other hotels raise corporate travel rates, the Wingate is committed to keeping their rates the same year-round for qualified customers. If you're a business traveler who is tired of summer rates increasing, the Wingate by Wyndham can help you all summer. Wingate by Wyndham offers great year-round rates for corporate travelers with the bonus of extra Wyndham Rewards points. And they upgrade regular business guests for no charge whenever possible. Give Kim or Alicia a call. 406-541-8000 today to learn more. Let the Wingate by Wyndham in Missoula make you feel at home even when you're not. Coulter, you and I have built our lives on communication. And one thing that people may not realize is Blackfoot. That is their bread and butter. And right now, they are spending a ton of time and money creating an incredible network of fiber optic cables across the state of Montana, a state that, thank you very much, could use some innovation and advancement in that way, right? You probably already know Blackfoot, a local partner for internet, voice, and professional services that fuel growing businesses like yours. Right now, Blackfoot is extending its fiber optic cable networks in Bozeman, St. Ignatius, and around the region. Yeah, like hundreds of miles of fiber optic cable. It's a stunning amount that they're putting in right now. Check out goblackfoot.com. You can click on the link if you're on Podbean or just copy the URL into your browser. Go see what they're up to. I think you'll be impressed when you find out all the things that Blackfoot does. Particularly in Bozeman. Bozeman, as you know, is booming right now. And Blackfoot, they got you all taken care of. How does fiber optics benefit your business? We're not quite sure, but Blackfoot sure does. Give them a call, 866-541-5000, or find them online at goblackfoot.com. Missoula Osprey baseball coming up in 15 minutes. That's right. Early today because it's a de facto doubleheader. And we'll send you down to Orem for the call at 5 o'clock. And we're going to be joined by Chris Jarrett, the voice of the Osprey right now. It's 2 Tell Nuanas, 1029 ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television. Pleasure to be with you on a Friday afternoon. Hope you're having a wonderful day. Ready for the weekend. We are broadcasting live from the Kurtz Polaris studios. Kurtz Polaris at 2904 West Broadway in Missoula, Highway 83 in Sealy, online at KurtzPolaris.com. If you missed anything in the show, listen on the podcast. Podcast available wherever you get your podcast. Check out the Tutel and Nuwana's podcast. Rate it, review it, subscribe to it, enjoy it. Brought to us by the Wingate by Wyndham Hotels. We go now to the Rangage Brothers RV phone line, and we welcome in the aforementioned voice of the Osprey, Chris Jared. Chris, how are you, my man? Good to have you with us hey, down there uh, trying to get ready there, finally for some baseball, ready. right? Finally for some baseball, right? Yeah, that's right, man. Hey, I need you to take it easy on my Detroit Lions, you know? Okay, it's the preseason. We're trying oh, to get our legs underway. and. Brutal. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, it was tough last night. Of course, I mean, the, the yeah, chorus just, of booze raining uh, down at Ford Field is just unbelievable. It, it's sadly a song that folks are getting used to in Motor City, are the booze at halftime. But, yeah, I, I wasn't able to watch any of the game here. Had the had the circus of trying to get a baseball in or wondering if we were going to get it in. So, uh, yeah, happy to have beautiful weather in Orm and, and to play two today. Yeah, very good. Well, tell us again. We know we're taking it off the top of the third inning, but has the third inning commenced from last night, or are we starting right at the beginning? No, it's it's right at the top of the third inning, and uh, good for the Osprey, too, because the right-hander for the Owls and Emilker Guzman was, I mean, it was three-up, three-down fashion in the first second. He did uh, hit a batter with a pitch, but two strikeouts, and, and was just kind of cruising. He won't come out. Uh, they, they burned him there last night, so we won't see him start this game. Right. So uh, no pitches were thrown in the top of the third inning, and we'll, we'll start out fresh there uh well, i want to talk about the the big news out of the out of missoula and that is the fact that dominic canzone and leover paguero have been, both been called up to uh, hillsboro yep. and obviously both those guys very justified uh, in what we've seen this season out of them but what it as it pertains to the osprey i mean those are 
clearly two of the best players. Leover Paguero, I think, certainly the best player, and that yeah. has to hurt at a certain level. A team that's now six and three in the second half and looking to make a run at the playoffs. Yeah, undoubtedly, Ryan. You know, it's you know, it, it's trying to be a mentality of a next guy up type thing. Uh, but it's it's tough. I mean, those are two really good bats that you had uh, in your lineup and. Uh, Dom, a great guy, as was uh, Leover Pagero. Really nice guys. And Dom, uh, my roommate, you know, really starting to get in a groove with him and, and get to know those guys as well. And uh, very happy for them that they're, you know, that they're uh, in this position with their careers where they're getting recognized with their talents, you know, and going to Hillsboro. Uh, but it is tough. And, and it does kind of excite you to see who's going to kind of step up in this position where, you know, like you mentioned, six and three currently in the second half. And uh, feeling like you're one of the best teams, if not the best team in the North Division, trying to make a second-half push here. Um, so it, it's really anyone's ball game. You know, this is what these guys, the opportunity that they've been given is to try to elevate and, and step up when, when it counts, and that's right now. Well, sort of a unique situation in the Pioneer League where the halfway point of the season is so integral to what happens in the postseason. It's almost like two seasons happening back-to-back. But then the All-Star break is not actually at the halfway point. You're already nine games in. So what effect do you think that this break has had or will have on this team now heading into really the stretch run of the second half? Well, I think it's great. I think it's great that these guys can kind of hit the pause button a little bit and and recharge their batteries. Uh, You know, you think, Ryan, that a lot of these guys – uh, especially the collegiate players that had come in that were drafted. I mean, they've been playing baseball since last fall. I, I mean, you know, playing fall ball at their schools and then going right into the baseball season in, you know, February, March. And then uh, some of these guys made even a run to Omaha in the College World Series. And then now, you know, they go right from that. They go and they report to Scottsdale and then they go right to Missoula. So for them, even if it's four days where we had, where a travel day here to Orem, I mean, it was great. So, you know, you hope that that's the recipe where you had a really good push in the first half down the stretch, a chance to do it at home, unable to do it uh, against Idaho Falls. But still, like I said a a little bit earlier, a a team that feels that they can win the North. So I think a really good spot and a lineup and a coaching staff that feels they can do it here in the second half. So we'll see if the All-Star break, uh, what it does to them. A a great start right now is the Osprey winners of seven of their last ten and trying to keep that going, man. Well, when it comes to uh, tonight and the doubleheader that they have to really kick off this this second half now, uh, what are we looking at? It, obviously, with the weirdness of kind of a partial game already started uh, and, and playing basically two games tonight, who's who's going to go, first of all, for the Osprey in terms of pitching? And then, uh, you know, what are, what are we looking at in terms of a matchup with Orem, who has had their struggles of late two and seven coming into this game? So we're going to have for the Osprey the right-hander Austin Pope, who's only for Missoula kind of featured in short inning starts and for him I I think this is great you know you start in the top of the third a guy that his longest was his last in three innings uh, back on August 3rd against Great Falls that was in of course ironically enough another doubleheader three hits no runs no walks five strikeouts so trying to duplicate that here against an Orem lineup offensively that they've got the home run leader in Jeremiah Jackson in the Pioneer League hit his 15th homer last night and that was in the first two innings and that's where we'll start was with a one nothing Orem lead but uh, I think Pope in a really good spot where he can go out on the mound. Low-pressure situation. You know, it's kind of weird because it feels like you basically had a 24-hour gap in between the second and the third inning. But, you know, to him, it's a fresh start. Bases are empty. There's no outs on the scoreboard. You know, the run you're not responsible for. So you go out there and try to do your best. And then um, on the other end, we're going to see Natera for the Owls and Jose Natero. Just his second Pioneer League appearance in 2019. He was with the Owls last year for just two games. So this number four. So kind of a weird spot. You know, it's, it's like you said, a weird doubleheader here where you're starting in the top of the third. The second game will play seven innings. But um, I, I, I like Osprey here. I think that the, the batting lineup didn't really have a great chance. But, you know, you kind of punch the reset button and you've got a chance to start fresh here today. Are they playing nine innings in the first game, or is it going to stop after seven as well? It'll be nine. So really, you know, it almost kind of feels like you'll play seven. Even though you finish the first two, you're just basically going to go third through nine is seven. So um, they will go all the way to the end of the ninth, you know, if that's what it takes. And the final score is, you know, favoring one team after nine. Second game will be seven innings. So starting here at five, and the Owls will have some fireworks tonight for the folks that come out. But, uh, yeah, they'll start here in the top of the third and go to the ninth. Chris Jarrett joining us. He's the voice of the Osprey, the Missoula Osprey in Orem for four games uh, right now, and then to Ogden for four more games uh, after that. So an eight-game road stretch. And 
who knows when you come back the osprey stadium might still be there but you got the big mumford and sons concert on sunday chris you're not going to be able to make it to that i hope that the barn is still alive and well when missoula comes yeah. back for actual baseball games you know what i mean let's hope they don't shut it down or anything like that it'd be great that you know a lot of buzz with with them in town and i know that our event staff is plenty busy uh, back on campus in missoula trying to make that happen um, and so hats off to them if they're listening right now, keeping up that good work. But, yeah, I mean, we won't be home until August 16th, um, but still plenty of action going on then. Hopefully a positive record coming off of this road trip. You know, the Ogden Raptors, an incredible season for them in the Pioneer League this season uh, in the South Division, and, and they'll have a four-game rematch here coming up after four against the Owls. But uh, good stuff coming up here on the other end of this road trip on August 16th through the 21st the osprey will be home and they've got ryan on that friday and saturday the brew fest in jack's pub um, on friday and saturday gates opening four to seven they've got two dollar mystery beer on tap three dollar micro brews i know we got a lot of hops heads there uh in missoula with with all the craft breweries and whatnot so a lot of stuff and a lot of reason to get out to the ballpark and enjoy osprey baseball sunday kids 10 and under get in free on kids club membership day i mean that's what, what more could you want for family entertainment? And then how about on Wednesday upcoming, Wolf Wednesday, new for the Osprey, where it's basically your standard bark at the park night. You get to bring your furry friend and your dog down to the ballpark for some fun. That sounds uh, it sounds just about right. So last thing with you here with yeah. me, and then I'll turn it over for you for uh, a couple of baseball games tonight, Chris. <laughs> but now I don't want you to be too much of a homer, but a lot of people don't get around to be able to see other parks in the Pioneer League. And now you've gotten to be around quite a bit. You're down in Utah now. You've seen the other parks in the Pioneer League. When you look at them, there's some really nice ones, some great venues. What is uh, unique, though, about Missoula, obviously, being on the river and all that? What do you think about the parks in general in the Pioneer League? Uh, thumbs up thumbs down where are we at with that well it's it's beautiful i mean this is one of the best bus leagues i think in america when in, in terms of you know you mm. got to go on the road and i mean I'll, i'm a big look out the window type of guy it doesn't really take too much to entertain me you know if, if i've got the music that enhances it a little bit but i mean when we went from we went down to idaho falls and we had to split to billings earlier in the year and we went right through yellowstone national park and i mean it was it was the coolest thing because you turn around to a lot of these guys and the players and the coaches i mean you know mike benjamin's been here for a few years but a lot of these guys as well as myself this is a new experience for them so you know you turn around on the bus and you look at all of the eyes staring out the windows and just taking in the beauty uh, of the rocky mountain area and it's just it's it's amazing you know this is all new to me and that was the biggest thing in terms of missoula that i wasn't really sure what to expect coming from michigan i had no idea what even the town would be like let alone you know the the geographical layout of the type of the place that i was going to expect and that's the biggest thing that blew me away is not only just the the type of people that were here but how awesome the town was and i i really mean that i wouldn't say that if i didn't mean it. i wouldn't i wasn't expecting a, a lively town like missoula and it, it's been great well, you've been great. We're certainly happy to have you here doing it, and we'll uh, look forward to your call here for, uh, for yeah. a couple of them this evening. So uh, get the voice warmed up, get yourself some water ready to go, and, uh, and we'll set it over for some Osprey baseball right after the break. All right, my man? Great stuff, Ryan. Thanks for having me on, and, and uh, you do a great show. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. Thanks, Chris. There you go. Chris Jared, the voice of the Osprey, joining us to afternoon. Yes, an early show today as we set it out to uh, Orem to Chris for a little bit of Osprey baseball this afternoon. Enjoy the rest of your weekend, boys and girls. Enjoy the concert if you're going to it, uh, and enjoy some Osprey baseball here on ESPN Radio. Great to have been with you here today. Back with you again on Monday to tell Nuanas for ESPN Radio, SWX Montana. Good night. Whether you're traveling to Missoula for business, a family visit, or to watch the Grizz game, the Wingate wants to be your home away from home. Call the Wingate to find out how we can take care of your next trip to Missoula. From conference rooms to great complimentary breakfast to an indoor water park, we have what you need and what you want when traveling. The Wingate of Missoula is a proud supporter of Grizzly and Lady Grizz athletics, and we look forward to making you feel at home when you're not. Get commencement ready at the Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Their grad fair sale is going on right now if you visit msubookstore.org. Free regalia. When you purchase a diploma frame at the MSU Bookstore, you can obviously visit the MSU Bookstore on the Montana State campus. The Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Visit on campus or at msubookstore.org.